Zeros. Thanks for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that's embarrassing you in front of the wizard. I'm your host, Joe, and I have with me two other magic blankets to talk to you about the movie Avengers Infinity War. We've got sequel. The podcast that will do you one better. Why is Gamora? And Corey. Uh, I won, so I'm going to hold off, let... Let's hear Matt and Frank's, and I'll give my honorable mentions. Sure. Matt put, the only podcast that swore off dairy, but then Ben and Jerry is named a flavor after us, so... And then Frank had, the podcast that is magic with kicks. I really like that one. That was a good one. Uh, my honorable mentions were as follows. Uh, the podcast that should have shirts in their closet, the podcast that should have stayed on the bus, and the podcast that looks like a pirate maiden with an angel. The last one that got added really late is the podcast that took Groot as an elective. So yeah, Avengers Infinity War, it happened. We're here to talk about it. I have a bunch of emails about it. Two of them are from our compatriots. The other two are from viewers like you. I mean, listeners like you. Are they listeners, viewers? What are... Sometimes I stare at my radio when I'm listening to podcasts, so... I call those viewers. Corey, you should look at the road. What? <laughs> so we'll do the one email right now that has nothing to do with anything spoilery or plot-wise about Infinity War. So our friend of the show, John, one of our many friends of the show. You know that guy from somewhere. I do. One day you're going to figure out where. One day. John writes, Hello, Zeros. Having seen Infinity War, I'm curious if you had to pick three MCU movies to best describe what's happening leading up to Infinity War, which would you choose? I saw this question come up on Twitter and am interested in your thoughts. My picks would be Avengers 1, Guardians 1, and Captain America 1 as my third pick, but I'm unsure about that one. Keep up the good work. Interesting. I think the first two are probably spot on, because we get all the backstory of Thanos, or a good bit of backstory on Thanos on both of those, Avengers 1 and Guardians 1, because Thanos is running the attack on New York. I mean, I have my three already, but I had time to think about this. That's all the top of my head. I would say Guardians is a great pick. I'd go with Guardians. I'd say Doctor Strange, just to know what he's all about. I feel he's like the key to all of this. Okay. And then you're going to be really confused at the opening if you don't see Ragnarok. Okay. So. That's true. I'll go Doctor Strange, Ragnarok, and Guardians 1. Wow, we have none of them in common. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm firmly Guardians 1, Avengers 1, and I don't know. I, don't, I honestly don't know what my third would be. Civil War? I don't know, maybe, I'll, I think I might go back to, I think I actually might have the same list. Because it all kicks off because we discover what the Tesseract is. Okay. You know, like, that's, it's, kind of, it plays a pretty crucial role in this, too. Sure it is, it? yes. So, yeah, that, that might be it. I guess I thought about this differently. Because my choices are Avengers 1, uh, Winter Soldier, and Civil War. Because you get to meet most of the characters... Okay. I guess you don't know much about, except for Avengers, they don't touch on the, the stones, really, in the other two movies, because there's more real-world, realistic threats happening in those, but I figured you meet the most things, and you'll pick up who everyone else is along the way. Like Civil yeah. War, for sure. Civil War is the big one in that scenario. Yeah. It's like a vague enough question you can approach it from different angles, yeah. I feel. Because it's like Avengers, you have everything happening, and then in Winter Soldier, you find out that Hydra's in S.H.I.E.L.D., and then in three, you just meet all the people. Sure. So thanks, John. That was a cool question. Yes. If you want to be like John, here's the email address I'm going to give you multiple times throughout this episode. It's zthpodcast.gmail.com. Boom. 
so that's part one of probably three of our email segment. Now let's do what we've been watching this week that isn't Avengers Infinity War. Hey, Corey, what'd you watch? A shitload of The Office. I watched so much Office this week. I, I know, I, I think I said that last week, too, but it's really been about the only thing I've watched. been kind of busy, and I've been staying away from, like, really the internet in general, which includes Netflix, because one thing, if I'm just turning on Netflix, I eventually get onto, like, social media stuff, and I was trying to avoid social media since, like, Thursday. Because how does, how does that happen? How do you turn on Netflix and somehow wind up on social media? Because usually, I'm, yeah, like oh, usually you're, watch, you're, a, you're a phone browser. Doing yeah, stuff. because I've know. I've seen it already. Like if it's something new, I don't. But um, so just put new stuff on. Yeah, oh, I did. I did watch a couple more episodes of Lost in Space. It's about the only new thing. The Netflix I original. The Netflix original. Yeah. How is that? So far, it's pretty solid. I don't really have any complaints about it. Um, the one thing I kind of like about it, especially, is that it's um. The show is kind of goes to a more old old school view of how we should watch television, which is like omnipotently. Like we know everything. Like we know very clearly that this person is the bad guy, and you know you get like those feelings where you're like, "Why are you trusting them? What do you? Why would you let them in the car?" Well, they don't know that. You know what I mean? Like we're privy to information that they aren't. Which I feel like is a very old school way to write television shows that we don't really see as much anymore. It's almost like a book, like when when they yeah. give you like every character's perspective because you know what they're up to, but yeah. the other characters don't. Exactly, that's cool. Yeah, so it's 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 a fun way to watch it. You get a lot of those like annoying person in the horror movie, like in the theater during a horror movie, like bitch, don't go up the stairs. Like you get a lot of those moments with me. Audience participation sometimes yeah. it's fun, sometimes yeah. it's not. Depends on the movie and setting. Exactly. It's just me and the cat, so hopefully the cat minds too the much. The cat's like, God damn it, Corey. <laughs> I was asleep. I was trying to watch <laughs> this in peace. The cat just gets up, goes in the <laughs> room. I'll be in the litter box. <laughs> Pulls out its phone. <laughs> Is that it? That's it for me, Joe. Sequel, what did you watch? I watched a few movies this week. I watched uh, Cocktails. The Tom Cruise movie from the 80s, because I haven't seen it in a really long time. Isn't it Cocktail Singular? Is it Cocktail or Cocktails? I don't know. It might be Singular. You might be right. I could look it up real fast. It's on Netflix. Oh, they edited it on Netflix? Yeah, that's why I watched it. Oh. I was browsing through Cocktail. You're right. It is Cocktail. Um, yeah, so it's a fine movie. It's got that really iconic scene with the two, with him and the other guy doing like the cool bar bar tricks with the bottles, right? Yes, yeah, that's pretty much the majority of the movie, It's him doing cool tricks with, with the bottle. But it's kind of obvious Tom Cruise has never had a drink in his life. He doesn't know how to act drunk in any of his movies. He so does the, not. The fact that he played a bartender is pretty funny. But it's a good movie, it's a good watch. And then after I saw Infinity War, I watched Guardians Volume 2 and Doctor Strange. Because also on Netflix. <laughs> also on Netflix, and I was, I was in that mindset, so... And something in Doctor Strange kind of ties into Infinity War, I feel, and we'll get to that later. That's a good tease. Stick around, everybody. <laughs> For those listeners that listen to what we've been watching and then are like, okay, we're done. I don't need to hear the review of the movie. <laughs> Joe, what have you been watching? I watched two movies, and unbeknownst to me until thinking about it before, they kind of share like the same characteristic of things I like. I watched Definitely Maybe... Because like I'll watch anything that Ryan Reynolds is in, yep. because I think he's a really good actor. And uh, I also watched Logan Lucky. 
because I bought that a while ago and then I added it to Amazon Prime, so I felt cheated. <laughs> so I watched the copy that I bought. Damn right you did. <laughs> I would have done the same thing. And they both have, they're both good mo- like, pretty decent movies. I think Logan Lucky's better, but they both have uh, the theme of, like, the divorced dad and the daughter, like, connecting. Mm. And they both have really cool relationships. Like, I buy the chemistry between, because uh, definitely maybe it's Ryan Reynolds and, oh, was it, Abigail Breslin from Little Miss Sunshine? Yep. Oh, okay. And then Logan Lucky, it's Channing Tatum, and I don't know the actress that plays his daughter, but... They have cool dynamics. Logan Lucky is really good. Like it's a, it's like a fun redneck heist movie, basically. Nice. And I think Channing Tatum's really underrated. If the Gambit movie ever happens, I'm confident he can pull off the Cajun accent, and partly because of what I saw him do in Logan Lucky, because West Virginians have like a specific accent. Yeah, it's a bit of a twist. And him and like Adam Driver and everyone else in the movie kind of nailed it, which is impressive to me. We get a little bit of Channing Tatum's. Accent ability in um, Kingsman, Jill and Circle. A little bit, yeah. yeah. We don't get a lot of him talking in that movie, but when he does talk, he does speak with like a very like hard Southern accent. So if he's got a good West Virginia accent in this, and he's got that good Southern accent, mm-hmm. just start kind of melding them together. It's funny, you say, yeah. it's funny you say Kingsman because there's also a focus on a certain John Denver song in Logan Lovett. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, this is great. So I don't Channing, think we should talk about that song or I'm going to start crying and I, we haven't even gotten into it. That's fair. Is that Channing Tatum for Gambit not Taylor Kish? In the, okay. it, yeah, I was to say. <laughs> I, thought she, I thought you didn't know like they no, were trying yeah. to make a Gambit movie. I did. Taylor yeah. Kish has already tried that. Taylor Kish's box office cancer. He, he just sure crashes is. and burns everything. I don't know why. No, I think that movie was crashing and burning with or without Taylor Kish. Yeah, yeah it's not like I was watching. <laughs> Whoa, Taylor Kish? <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm out of here. <laughs> And then look at that movie and be like, okay, okay, you got your Jackman back, yeah, yeah, we got Ryan Reynolds, okay, Taylor Kish, what's, fuck What's this. Tim Riggins doing here? <laughs> yeah. I'm out. Go back to your chop shop. <laughs> Go back to jail. If <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't watch Friday Night Lights, you have no idea what we're talking about. Nope. So yeah, those are the two movies I watched, and that's what we've been watching as a group. Let's do the movie facts for Avengers Infinity War before we start talking about it. This list is so long, Joe. I know. I'm not looking forward to it. Do you want to trade off? Do you want to just pass the paper around so you don't have to read them all? I got it. Okay. I've already been psyching myself up. I believe in you. So yeah, Avengers Infinity War is the title of the movie. 2018, because it just came out, and that's what year this is now. It's rated PG-13. It's two hours, 29 minutes long. It has two directors. They're the Russo brothers, also known as Anthony and Joe Russo, who apparently just direct things together. They've also brought us You, Me, and Dupree, and then Captain America Winter Soldier and Captain America Civil War, and, like, TV of, stuff. Yeah, the community. They did a lot of episodes. Big community. Yeah. Did some Arrested Development. I get the hu- where the humor comes from. I like You, Me, and Dupree. That was a funny movie. I actually never saw it. It's an underrated movie. Yeah. Matt Dillon. Oh, okay. Matt Dillon, Owen, Owen Wilson. As Dupree. You're throwing seven different kinds of smoke at you. <laughs> Best man patch. And at the end, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and now the part that I'm dreading. This movie stars you go. everyone in the world. We'll skip this. Now, uh, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, Benedict Benedict Cumberbatch, Don Cheadle, Tom Holland, Chadwick Boseman, 
Paul Bettany, Elizabeth Olsen, Anthony Mackie, Sebastian Stan, Tom Hiddleston, Idris Elba, Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Dave Bautista, Palm Clementif, Karen Gillan, or Gillian. Gillian. Josh Brolin, Bradley Cooper, and Vin Diesel. There are other people in this movie, I don't care. No, 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 that's not my question. My, my <laughs> question is, is, is this how the IMDb goes about it? More or less, except... I did Wikipedia, and Chris Pratt was the last name, and I was like, I feel like he deserves to be higher up the list. Of <laughs> yeah, because there's like three people in there that definitely <laughs> should be in slightly a lot different higher, orders. yeah, or, or or a lot lower in certain cases. Yeah, we'll get there. We will get there. Josh Brolin should have been higher up. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I mean, put him towards the end. We've seen him the least in other movies. Anyway, uh, yeah, the budget for this movie. I wasn't able to find a concrete number. It's between somewhere in the ballpark of three to four hundred million dollars. I was going to guess three hundred fifty million dollars. <laughs> the, they, there isn't one. I've everything I've read online just says somewhere between three and four. Yeah, budget for this movie is none of your damn business. <laughs> <laughs> it's grossed so far in about five days seven hundred and twenty-five million dollars. Holy shit! Two hundred eighty-two million of that is domestic. It crushed probably everything. It literally crushed everything. Did it have sixty-four million dollars on Thursday? It very well might have. I, I think I read somewhere that it had sixty-four million on Thursday. The weekend doesn't even start yet. I would believe that. That was domestic or worldwide. I think it was worldwide. Hasn't even. I don't think it's debuted in China yet. It may not have. Is that so that movie's going to be at a billion dollars in like next weekend. Absolutely. So, you did it, Marvel. Apparently, it doesn't matter how much you spend on these movies. Nope. You won't even give us the number. They're printing money so at this point. Yeah, pretty much. I think we already did the thing where we put people's mo- face on the money from the MCU. We did. If we didn't already, yeah, we should start. Yeah, we, we, we would do it now, but we already did. I don't remember what episode. So, if you're a hardcore fan, you know. Fairly early. Yeah, it was reasonably early. And the scores for the movie, getting back to these movie facts, Rotten Tomatoes has it at 84% certified fresh. The audience score has been dipping ever so slightly by 1% every couple of days. It's down to 92%. IMDb has the highest score I've ever seen on IMDb is a 9.0 out of 10. Wow. Wow. And Metacritic, 68, with a user score of 8.7. The Metacritic is funny to me. (laughs) I was like, really? 68? <laughs> With everything else? Okay. Those are the movie facts I have. This movie hasn't been nominated for anything yet. Will it, though? I don't think so. Who knows? <laughs> Special effects? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe. Largest cast of characters ever? If that's if that's an award, they'll get nominated for it. Those are the movie facts. Let's give you our general spoiler-free thoughts of Infinity War before we get into the whole meat of this episode. Sequel, you go. This is a weird one for me. Like, there's definitely things you can nitpick with this movie and flaws and different choices I make that are kind of puzzling. But I had so much fun watching this. I don't think I've ever had this much fun watching a movie. My theater did have a lot of audience participation. Normally, I don't like that. But this was great. People were clapping at the appropriate times. There's audible gasps in the audience. I saw people crying. I cried a few times myself. It was, you run through the gamut of emotions with this. It is really well done, and I wanted to watch it again when I was done, like immediately. But I have a movie pass, I'm not allowed to do that. <laughs> One and done. But yeah, so much fun watching this, and um, I, can't, I can't wait to talk about it. Corey. Uh, I have seen it twice. I saw it about an hour or two before we got over here. Uh, I'm with you. 
with the gamut of emotion and the audience participation in the theater, like the cla- the claps when the, these things happen or the gasp when something else happens. I really, like, I got, I was so in this movie for two hours and five minutes. And then it happens and it, like, it de-winded me and I'm like, I wish that there was a, diff- a couple different choices made. Like, I have major critiques with two or three things that happen in this movie. But that being said, it's not going to take away from how good this fucking movie is. It is so good. I will critique the hell out of it, though, because there are some things... I, I found a couple a couple big problems. Well, I feel better about not being the complete devil's advocate of this show now. This movie is very, like, technically sound. They do a lot of things that I really like in this movie. As an ensemble movie, this movie sings at certain parts. Oh, like, yeah. the way they split up a cast this big, like, yeah, they split them up and group them together or whatever, but, like, it's done really, really well. Everyone gets a lot of screen time or reasonable, a reasonable amount of screen time. The villain is pretty good without getting into too many things. I do have a couple of really big problems. Not, not really big. I have, like, one really big problem with this movie. I think we have the same big problem with it. And then a couple of other smaller problems. One is fairly big also. But overall, this is up there as far as move. I was let down as far as emotions, I guess, go. Also, my audience participation was not like you guys had. I had a small crying child. I had people getting up to go to the bathroom and coming back. Like, every about three minutes, someone would get up and leave and and then come back. And the doors are squeaky where I was, and it took me out of the movie. I need to see this again. It was terrible. That's preposterous. They don't listen to the podcast. We're not allowed to get up and go to the bathroom during the show. You're not allowed to go to the bathroom during the movie. Sequel chains our angles to the chairs. (laughs) It's true. That happened. The door's locked for a reason. (laughs) Someone out there in the future, get help. We're probably still here. But overall, yeah, it was a very well done movie. I really need to see it again without... A terrible audience. That's true. Alright, so, those are our spoiler-free thoughts from here on out. If you haven't seen Infinity War yet, warning, we're going to be spoiling Infinity War. It's not been out that long. If you don't like crowded opening weekends, you didn't see it yet, so you're going to want to shut this off and come back later. I would go so far as to say we're going to spoil the shit out of this movie. Yes. Sequel has a notebook that is full. It's a page and a half. It's a lot of notes. It's a page and a half notebook. <laughs> well, I gotta ruin things. <laughs> and from this point forward, we're spoiling Infinity War starting right now. Want to talk problems first? Because I'm kind of curious to see what your major problems is with this. Yeah, I mean we can. I mean, we if, you, really if you want to jump that. really far into the yeah, movie. yeah, we're gonna go real deep in the movie though. Because my like main problem, I guess, is um, the underutilization of the stones themselves. Like, if I were Thanos, I would be using the reality stone left and right. The reality stone is broken. It's, comp- like, it's just, like, he could just use that stone and not have a problem with anyone. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. It's the, overpowered, The right? stones are so overpowered and underutilized. I agree with you yeah, about that. Yeah, that's for sure. Now, but, again... That's one of the minor things for me. We don't know a lot about the stones, right? Do, do we, do they have limitations? No, the, the single, the, just the power stone has been known to literally destroy planets a la Alderaan and the Death Star. Like, it has done that. Right. It has literally blown but up planets. Again, I don't have an issue with that, because that's not Thanos' 
endgame here. Mm-hmm. That's not what he wants to do. So he's not going to really use that at all. No. But the reality is still, I feel he could, if there's no limitation to it, he could use that left and right. He could make bubbles all day, right? I think, I, like, the, the last, the last stone that he gets, he could have reality stoned his way straight through there and not taken a single punch. He could have just, because when, when the Guardians come up right after he gets the reality stone, they, they do nothing. They don't get anywhere close to him because he just turns Drax into a bunch of cubes and Mantis into like this weird Rib- stringy this thing. Ribbon, yeah. Oh god, that that scene made my skin crawl. I was so uncomfortable looking at it. I was like, oh, it's like watching Hellraiser. Has anybody watched Hellraiser before? Yes. It was a, like no. a lot like the shit that they do in Hellraiser. Okay. And that like that type of horror just like grinds me out. I was like, that is so uncomfortable. Like, could you imagine feeling that? I can feel it right now. Put him back. Put him back. <laughs> but again, this is a movie. Like, if it was just Thanos going around using the reality, it would be pretty Oh, yeah, boring. of course. So, I mean... No, that's... I think the big... For the choice of the movie, I yes. understand yeah. why they did that. Yeah, and you just, could And you could honestly easily write it off as if he unleashes the full power of any one of these stones at any given moment... You can't gauntlet. Like, like the whole gauntlet yeah, would just explode. Maybe. But just I, think about what happens when he does. Right. And again, we don't really know if they're our limitations to certain exactly. stones. So that that was my like couple days later the the thought I had. And then other than that, I had minor character gripes. Like um hmm. to to bury the lead here with, with the post snap the snap where everyone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the snap heard around the universe? Wh- like Alright, so I the like people that, that disappear not to run off the whole list, but all the guardians disappear except for Rocket. Yes. Yep. Chris Pratt probably has the most interesting storyline. Star-Lord has the most interesting storyline heading into the next movie, I feel. The choice he made. Because he kind of ruins everything. It's a, and he, he loses the, the most. Yeah. But, yeah. Or he loses a lot. I won't say he loses the most, because Scarlet Witch loses... About as much. About as much. He, he's gone. But I want to see what he would do like later on. Like that. That's really interesting to me, and we won't get that opportunity... We don't know that. We don't... Oh, well... Right. Okay. But it's not going to be initially. Right? Because you would assume they're going to start with the characters that are still remaining initially. Is this where your big problem comes into play? My biggest problem, yes. Could. Because it's my big problem, too. Okay. And it's the reason that I, I loved it up to two two hours and five minutes. Okay. Because as soon as the snap around the universe happens... That was two, two five in? No, it, I'm just... Probably like two ten, two fifteen. Okay. Yeah, it might be a little later. I'm taking time for credits and... Yeah. I think it's like before the last 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah, because okay. the last 15 minutes is really that and then Thanos sitting down. But my point is, I... That should have been a moment where I was in tears because people were dying and as soon as I get to Titan... As soon as I get to... T- like, if I'm upset that Bucky dies, I'm like, oh, God, oh, God, who's next? And I see Sam die, I'm like, oh, oh, no, oh, no. I get to Titan and see all of the Guardians go, I'm like, okay, none of these people are actually dead anymore. Because there's no way you have another set of this movie with the only Guardian being Rocket. You just don't. They're all in, like, the Soul Stone or some bullshit like that. I was so emotionally invested at that point that those deaths got to me. And I don't even think we can call them deaths. We don't know what's happening. Yeah, we have no, no idea. They vanished. There's only a couple, a handful of actual deaths in this movie. Exactly. Right. I I really don't like this. That ending made me feel empty. Yeah. Like, I didn't even feel sad because it just, like, it was, it was ridiculous. It was, 
I've been giving them flack for not having stakes and not getting rid of characters. Right. And they completely overcorrected. With this literally a snap of a finger, they wiped out not even really half, more than half. But nobody of any major importance except for Star-Lord. There were plenty of... Well, the, of... Uh, Spider-Man? Spider-Man, Spider-Man was the... Actually, Spider-Man is the Spider-Man only... Spider-Man the only one that I felt... Yeah, I felt... I felt sad during so that one. So, my, my... Because he got to talk. He was like, I don't want to go, Mr. Stark. Yes. And then, and, then to- and then Tony's guilt kicks in again. But there's no guilt with Tony, though, because he didn't really do anything for, for Spider-Man to be there. Like, Spider-Man would have vanished anyway. But he, but he, he feels bad. Tony, that's, Tony that's doesn't know that yet, right? Tony was having panic attacks about the Avengers, then the space attacking. So like, this plays right into his mm-hmm. thing. Okay, so I'm in complete. Like, I know the snap's gonna happen. We all know it's gonna happen, right? They mm-hmm. teased it. So I actually wasn't sure. I didn't think this is how this movie would end. I, th- I didn't know what was going to happen after the snap. I legitimately thought that the Mind Stone was going to get the mind. Like at that point, like he had gotten five. I was gonna get destroyed. I, I no no. I thought he was gonna was do exactly that, exactly what he did. Mindstone clicks in, black. All right. I thought that was gonna be the black. Let's go to the next movie. That would have really pissed me off. Yeah, okay. they they would they wouldn't have teased it that little. Like, yeah, they wouldn't have set up another movie that little. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. So I'm happy. I'm happy with the way that they went. I'm just saying, I, I wouldn't have been surprised going into it if we don't even get the snap. We get the snap. We get Thor saying, what did you do? We get Thanos going into the Soul Stone, I guess, and seeing little Gamora. You did it, yeah, was it worth it? Well, what it cost you, everything. And then you see, all right, you see Bucky vanish first. Yeah. So I'm thinking, all right, we're, we're doing this. And then you see Black Panther yeah, vanish. Was, and as soon as that happens, like, move. nope. Yeah, they're like, they're not dead. Exactly. Yeah, because it's, it's it, you. Yeah, and, and overcorrected is a good word. They, they got yes. Yeah, they, yeah, they tried to overcorrect, but like I don't think they didn't fool me. No, they don't fool me, and I think that they could have they could have picked other super popular characters and would have fooled us, right? So it, let's say the roles were reversed, and it's not Bucky disappearing, or, or let's say Bucky goes first, right? I would have bought it more if it was Cap. Cap. Like if Cap goes or or Tony goes. I'm I'm biting on that because there's a lot of rumor. There's like the rumor mill, the meta rumor mill with the contracts expiring. That's what you expected. Yeah, but if that happened, the way the story played out prior to that, I would have had a real issue with it because there's no resolution between. uh, There's no resolution between Tony and Cap. There's um. I was waiting for them to see each other in this movie, and it never happened. Exactly. Like it's Matt. Matt brought up a a pretty sound. Theory, I guess that didn't happen in this movie, but now I'm I really wouldn't be shocked if they do it in the next one. And he was in the the Cap's Gonna Die camp, and that sets up the moment where I was in that camp also. I, I was very much in that camp, but it sets up the moment for the next movie where Tony goes up to Bucky and hands hands him Cap Shield. Is like you're Captain America now. So now with what we got, I think it sets it up for Tony to hand. Steve Rogers' shield bag and be like, you're going to need this. Right. So it's still going to have, like, that and that moment, if we get it, is going to is gonna definitely give me some chills. But, yeah, but back to the, the Spider-Man, I, I have Waterworks fan. That, that, one, that one got me. Because I was in shock already, and, like, you're, it's kind of exhausting, this movie. Like, for me it was, anyway. With everything going on, and then that happens, you, you can't fight it. You just, yeah. just let it happen. Yeah, that was, um... That one, that one was the only, the only one in that entire that was sequence the only one that, got that, that got me. And I mean, granted, it, it might just be because he got to talk, but I don't think it is. I think it's just because 
you know, Mantis goes, and then Drax goes, and then Star-Lord goes, and I'm like... I can't believe he went. That, that doesn't make any sense to me. Because them. none they, of them are they dead. Sent, they sent Strange away. Yeah. They sent... Right, but again, just... The, too many. And also, they didn't do a great job of... It, uh, oh, my God. I can't think of the word I'm trying to use. They didn't set a good example of, like, half... Because no, you would think no. if there were eight people there, you'd see four people vanish on every single screen. But they didn't do that. No, they so leave, I thought that was a leave, really qu- weird use of that. It's true. Well, I mean, I guess it leaves it... Because it's half of the population doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be half of the Avengers, but it just I feel like that would have illustrated the point better. It would have. Would have driven the half point home mm-hmm. more. But if you but the, doing it the way that they do it, you get the moment where it's just Gamora and Tony on Titan. You mean Nebula. Nebula. Nebula, I'm sorry, yes. I said Gamora. My Gamora bad. wasn't really there. That, that moment, that I, I cried with Thanos in that moment. That with is, him? That is my least favorite scene in the entire movie. I hate that scene. Really? I hate I, that scene. I liked it a lot. It's not my favorite part. It's not my favorite part, but... They make her so dumb in that scene. The second they show up there and he says, you must pay a price. Well, I'm like, you're dead. He's I, gonna kill yeah, you. Yeah, no, no, I definitely she saw doesn't, that coming. She is an idiot in that scene, and she's not a dumb character. Well, that's I know, true. But, like, uh, no, when she says her line, I'm like, she, I'm she kind of... up this whole speech about his, how he can't win. He doesn't love anything. Yeah. But apparently he loved her. But she... That was evident a while back in the movie. When they should... That's why they show the whole him but she saving does, her scene. She doesn't feel that way. No, I understand, but she's... That doesn't change how he... Uh, yeah. Okay, that's fair. I she should be able th- to put two and two together. She should have, but her die her dying hurts me. Also, I was right about Red Skull not being dead. Yeah, you were. Yeah, but again, <laughs> he's pointless. No, he he's the only re- only reason that. Did we need Thanos- another person to do something in this movie? Did we really need that? Well, it's you don't. All right, so again, it Thanos is, needs to know. No, it is Red Skull. Point is. but like if like the half the people are is like, who the hell's that? Like uh, you can hear the conversation there were, going. There on. were gasps. And they were like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, I, I the people that knew that yeah. knew what was going on, but I thought he would have a role. I don't know. He just is the keeper of it. Yeah. He's the keeper of the Soul Stone. That that's it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I looked at I looked at uh, Pam as soon as Red Skull appeared, and I was like, "Joe called that one." You did. I, I <laughs> said I said that. I was like, "Joe called this." But that's like being in something for the sake of being in it. It's, yeah. Didn't you say Yondu is listed as being in Infinity War? He is. He's, he's not. He's not in it at all. <laughs> Bury in the lead, man. Well, well played. Yeah. I, internet movie database. <laughs> Unless it's a cut scene. Possibly. Oh, it's probably. You know what? That's probably true. Yeah. It could. It could be. Probably like a memory. Yeah. of Star Lord. They probably left some Star Star Lord stuff on the cutting room floor. There's a lot of things they did with the trailer too, like the uh, the scene where all of them running, Hulk's in the background, and then in the actual movie, it's the Hulkbuster suit. Yeah, we don't get any Hulk in this movie, which I thought. Well, you was- do, and I that's yeah. one of my favorite scenes is the Hulk getting manhandled yeah. and being afraid. The Hulk's yeah. never afraid. Exactly, Hulk refusing to come out the entire movie because it added, it's nice it really because drives it's the point home. But it's it's also a touch of comedy too it's a touch of levity in these situations where Bruce is just not equipped to deal with this stuff he's so used to just be like yeah come on Hulk do your thing when he is in the park which is the brightest green like scene like everything is green he's the super green grass super green trees it is the most beautiful park ever and he can't turn into the big green guy I thought that was hysterical they also do a really cool choice when he's trying to, like, push him out, and the Hulk comes and does, like, the 
the vertical half the face like very Jekyll and Hyde. Thought that was a really cool choice. Yeah, those are neat effects. Yeah, I like those. So I didn't have as big a problem with the yeah, ending I, as, I, I as, definitely as, as you guys. It just cheapens it. And plus, my problem with the ending is now what in the world are they going to do for the second movie? Thanos doesn't give a shit. Thanos did what he wanted. It's over. Why is he going to be the villain? Because Why does he care? I think that the thing that's going to happen is that either the axe is going to have done its job and Thanos is going to go backwards to try to stop the axe from hitting him. But does he even care about dying? He did what he wanted. That's literally his plan. That's that's the he's thing. He's like the does, Joker with a plan. Is, that's all is he wanted. Yes. Yeah, so the question will ultimately be in the next movie: Does he? Does he? It, it, does he still have motivation to live afterwards? Because for all we know, he might go to a place and see like somebody else that he wanted to still be alive after all of this was over, and be like, "Oh my god, I killed them." Hold on, let me try this again. But that's not his character. Like this is he, he we was, don't know the depth of his character. He was single-minded, and I, I just had something and I lost it, but it's fine. Well, he did what he set out to do. Sure. But what happens to the guy that gets everything that he wants? That's what the next movie is going to be about. Mm-hmm. How's he going to live with it? Is he going to not care? Is he just going to sit back around? I think he's going to do something. Because he doesn't view himself as like most villains. He view themselves as a hero of their own story. Mm-hmm. He thinks that what he needs to do is necessary. He doesn't necessarily like it, but that's his plan. That's what he's going for. True. I just, I don't, I don't know what they're gonna like. He's he views himself kind of like a, as a force of nature. Right. Well, I don't know how they're gonna stop. Like, they're they're gonna have to do something. They're gonna try to get their friends back. They're gonna try to figure out what happened. Definitely. Thanos is definitely gonna be a part of it. Yeah, I'm just curious to see like. How they shoehorn is then like did, did they just start attacking Thanos and that's why he's just roped into it? He's like, fine, whatever, I'm here. And or does he have another plan? Like I don't know. Mark does the Soul Stone haunt him? I don't know. Is it going to be a Soul Stone haunting? Where every time he sleeps, true. We do know nothing about the Soul Stone. We are nothing. all those people in the Soul Stone. Exactly. They got to be some. They're somewhere. Yeah. yeah. My. They go to the planet with a Red Skull. Yeah. <laughs> it's hanging out. That, since you brought Thanos up, I think far and away. The best villain, I. He totally lived up to it. This is his movie, mm-hmm. and Marvel did this thing. Where I, yeah, he's basically the protagonist of yes, that movie. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And Marvel, you know, they do the things at the end of the movies where they say, "Whoever will return, like Thanos will return." It's going to be Thanos's movie again. Is it, did, did it say Thanos yes. will return? Yeah. And I was like, "How?" And that's what brought me thinking up. I'm like, he did everything he set out to do. His character arc is done. Mm-hmm. So I'm just confused what they're going to do. Now he's got to live with what he did. Exactly. Is he going to be able to live with what he did? And I think that's the thing that they did really well with Thanos, is that he was single-minded, but he's multidimensional. So we we think of him as this maniacal, lunatic, mad titan. He's living up to that idea of the mad titan. But throughout the course of this movie, we see pockets of sympathy and love, and anybody who's not a complete sociopath can't live with themselves after this. Yeah, because he knows what, what he's doing is quote-unquote wrong by some standards. Yeah. Like, he knows that it's not necessarily the best thing, well, it's the best thing for the universe, but, like, he's taking a burden on himself. He doesn't think it's yeah. necessarily, like, a good thing. He just, sure. it's necessary. Yeah. Um, so my other big problem, uh, and this isn't nearly as big of a problem, but it's it's still one that ate away at me for literally the, the extent of the movie. They kill the one child of Thanos, the, the, the psychic one. What, the Black Water you're talking about? 
Yeah. When Strange, Iron Man, and Spider-Man. Cult of Sidian. That's the name of that. That's the name of that guy? Yes. That's my favorite. Cult? Cult Obsidian. He is easily the coolest of these bad guys. Absolutely. I love him. Easily the coolest. I about the one who, the only one who got screen time? Yeah, pretty much. Well, okay. Proxima Midnight gets a good amount of screen time, too. Just, just those two, really. So he dies, and... That's when they shoot him out of, that's the one that shoot out of space, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. So then they, um, they go through this whole, how are we going to get back? Can you turn the plane around? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, I'm sorry, isn't this Doctor Strange? Does he, did he forget his sling ring? And then, we get to the fight on Titan. No, he most certainly did not forget his sling ring, because he's, Spidey, Spidey's doing all sorts of cool magic with kicks on it. The fuck are you doing? You want to go back to Earth that goddamn bad? Sling ring yourself back to Earth, bitch! You just see, I hated that. Did you see, you did see it more recently. Did they actually plan on going back, or did they plan on going to Titan all along? No, Strange says, how are we getting back to Earth? And then him and Tony get into a fight, but Strange doesn't even have to say anything. Strange should have just been like, okay, let's get back to New York, and then Tony come in and be like, ho, 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 maybe we shouldn't. And then when they see the fight going in the worst possible way, after Thanos comes out of it, like, breaks the Mantis trance thing, immediately Strange should have been like, peace y'all, I'm out. Well, I mean, to be fair, Quill broke it for him. Yeah, fucking Quill. I see. I didn't think of that, so I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah, it, it, it jumped out. Having, it jumped out at me immediately. Having too much. That is that, is that is a fair point. Yes, I also didn't think of that. Cult of City, though. He's so cool. I love uh, this. The fact that he speaks to the uh, the citizens of the planets before Thanos takes them over, like you're all blessed, you're all chosen. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that guy's super OP, and he's like almost wasted. Yeah, I, you didn't get enough. You didn't get enough of him. But I, I liked. I do like what we did get. Mm-hmm. His flying through New York after uh, Doctor Strange yeah. was uh, it was one of the coolest examples of flying I think we've ever seen. Because he's not flying in the traditional sense of like Superman. He's just like standing there with his hands in like this cool little pose, and he's just like floating. I I thought that was really cool. So the movie starts. I mean, it's it's right after the end of Ragnarok, like immediately. Yeah, pretty much which, right up against it. Which kind of like Asgard is not a place; it's a people. Not anymore. I guess half of them got away. I think Thor has a throwaway line that half of them survived. I only caught that that throwaway line this time around. Yeah, I only lost uh, half of a half. Mm. You actually say when in the opening scene, um, it's shooting the ship, mm-hmm. and if you look really carefully, it's hard to see because the screen's really dark. Right. But there's a side ship that's like getting pushed away. Okay. So it looks like they like threw half of the people, half so the Asgardians there, and Valkyrie as well, because she's not in this at all, probably. <laughs> so, one of uh, oh god, I can't remember the names from Ragnarok. Oh, uh, Korg and Meek. Korg and Meek. Korg, Meek, and Valkyrie are probably on the second. Yeah. I hope they're on the second ship, and I hope they didn't disappear. True. <laughs> uh, I also hope they didn't disappear. Well, that's... Meek can disappear. I mean, <laughs> Meek's dead. <laughs> Hold him around oh, Meek is dead. <laughs> Alive. You're right. So that's that opening sequence set a tone for this movie that was good. Again, going back to what you were saying, that like one of the big critiques of the MCU is you never really feel stakes. That part I liked. I yeah. liked it. And, and you felt you felt stakes the yeah, second okay. Loki gets yeah. choked out. Heimdall and Loki. Or Heimdall. Even also, uh, fun fact: we learned that Heimdall is Thor's best friend. Yes. In that scene, I was I didn't know that. 
So, can we agree everyone pre-snap that dies, dies? Mm-hmm. Everyone who actually dies without being, yeah, without being a result of the snap. Which is, I, yeah. I still think Gamora might come back, which would bother me. I, and I've said on this I, podcast before that I hate it when they fake deaths and people come back later on. Can't stand it. But this is different. Because no one's actually saying that these people are dead. <laughs> I mean, you could, like, the characters in the movie can assume that their friends are dead, which is fine, but, like, they're just... Talking about post-snap people. Post-snap. Okay, Absolutely. yeah, pre-snap, they're dead. We pre-snap, yeah, but more just because they had to sacrifice somebody to get mm-hmm. the soul stone, I, they could shoehorn that into her coming back. I hope that's not the case. She, I mean, we theoretically see her alive in the soul stone. As a child. As a child. Which could be that's a, a memory. Yeah, it could be projection. Of course, it could be. But you could also make if they decide to go that route and bring her back. That's what they're going to. That, that, that would that, be the route they take. That, yes. That's going to be what they point to. I hope they don't do it. Yeah, I have. Uh, I also have another email from Alex. Okay, one of our other listeners who emails. Hi, Alex. I'm not going to be able to read your whole thing in the email. I'm just going to take points from it. Like the fir- one of the first talking points that he makes, he said uh, the Russo brothers said if they die in this movie, they're not coming back. He said he separates that into two waves. The first wave, which is the four characters, like they theoretically couldn't couldn't come back. But on the other hand, maybe they could. And then the smoke and mirror, the post snap people, we don't know. But if they explicitly died, apparently they're not coming back. So that would mean Loki, Heimdall. Gamora and one other person. Vision. Like, yeah, Vision. Yeah. Unless Sherry completed the download, that was a weird scene. <laughs> oh, is that what she was doing? I don't know. She was I thought she was just trying to disconnecting like connecting the crystal because there's like yeah. billions of neurons or yeah. neural things connected. She could disconnect the crystal and keep part of Vision alive because Vision's made up of so many different things at mm-hmm. this point. Yeah, and he's, like, probably forming new parts of Vision every day. So right, so... They, maybe he's formed enough at that point. I don't know, maybe... I don't know. It's, it's Wakanda science. Yes. <laughs> they're they're advanced beyond our years. Very true. Beyond our comprehension. Yes. Sure, he's way smarter than any person I know. Yeah. I'm sure you did your best. Do you guys want to do more points, or do you want to do... No, I mean... Do you have things you want to talk about? We're in the email now, so let's... All right, uh, the other thing, uh, he says... What was the worst death for you? That's a, worst is in the one that I think is the dumbest, or worst is in take it as you will. He doesn't specify. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm going to take it as what it, she probably means is the one I took the like hardest. Which one hit closest to home? Uh, the one that hit closest to home for me, like I said, was Gamora. I felt really, really, really upset when when Gamora died, and it's it's that or Heimdall. It's not Loki. When Heimdall gets it, I was I was devastated. I was like, that's how we're starting this shit off. Holy hell! I didn't expect the first death to be Loki, so that kind of caught me. He's technically the second. Heimdall died first. Yeah, he stabs uh, Heimdall first, and then Loki like pledges his fealty and tries to stab him. Yeah. Okay. So Loki, like, you make an argument top three villain. Oh, definitely. Right. So pre Thanos, yeah, he's he's definitely he's probably number one or two. He's one for me pre Thanos. I have I, I go Killmonger. I really like Killmonger. Killmonger, Vulture, and Loki were the old top three for me. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, not necessarily in that order. I still think I think Loki had a bigger role in the universe. Right, but again, Loki plays both sides of the fence yeah, a lot too. So it's a, his his death got to me. I think because we were finally starting to like Loki again, like he ended that movie. He goes in and out. He goes heel and face a lot. He flops. Yes, he face turns. But quite the last the last the last experience we had with him was on was on a good note. So this death 
this death kind of hurts. And it's a pretty vicious death. Mm-hmm. I mean, he snaps his neck. I, mean, it's... I mean, I I like that he ends on a good note. Like, yeah. he ends on a trying to help note instead of a yes. being a jerk note. My my worst death was definitely Peter Parker. If it's a death. Like, that's a... <laughs> And, and, Actually, yeah, that's true. So if we, if you know what, that's fair. If we're taking of the the of the four, it's probably Heimdall. If it comes to pass that even some of the post snap deaths turn out to be real, and Peter Parker is one of them, that one's gonna sting for a long. I don't. I don't buy that. Long time. I don't buy that either. But they only made one movie with him, and they got a second one. Yeah, you have a cyclone plan. You might have a situation where, like, the OG Avengers are going to have to trade their lives to bring their friends back. I've heard that theory. That's true a because lot. That, mainly the ones we have left, quote unquote, alive post snap are the original Avengers and Rocket and Rocket <laughs> or some and Nebula and Nebula. Well, Nebula is important. I think Nebula might be the one that kills Thanos. That's probably true. Like, she does have a connection. I understand why she's alive. I just think it's funny that it's just if. If you haven't appeared in an Avengers movie before this one, you're dead. And even if you have, or you're 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 smoked out. I think the two people that have the best shot at it would be Tony and Nebula because Strange kept Tony around for a reason. Because he clearly says, if it comes down to saving you and the boy versus the Time Stone, I'm going to pick the Time Stone. So he de- he's using the reality the the Time Stone to figure out all the. Pers- the future scenarios. I'm sure the one he saw was Tony, right? Winning, yes. So well, yeah, or having a hand him. in it. Yeah, yeah. So that's why he kept him around. But that's the thing too. That also proves why why these people aren't dead, because in rewatching Doctor Strange, the Ancient One says, "I peered through time multiple uh, multiple times, so all these scenarios, and I cannot see past this day because she dies." Ah, uh, yeah. Doctor true. Strange is able to see. Finality, right? Yeah. He's able to see them defeating Thanos, and he disappears. He ain't dead. No, <laughs> can't be dead. I think dead. that I think that that's the other thing. Are. I think we're gonna come to a situation where where Doctor Strange is gonna be a big key in this. So he he says there's there's one way, right? There's only one way that we win this. One outcome out of fourteen million and fourteen million six hundred and five. <laughs> one outcome where they win, right? Are you telling me he's not making sure that's not the outcome that? they use and if that's the case which it should be that means that part of the outcome where they win is him giving up the time stone could be i i I just think i i mean i I feel like that's a thing and something that was brought up to me today that i thought was super interesting why do i I feel like there's something and i don't know what it is but i feel like there's something really really important about iron man getting that drop of blood out of Thanos. Possibly. Because they they linger on that moment, right? So he, like, he'll, like, turns his leg into, like, a big old hammer, kicks him in the face, and then for a second, the, all the action stops. Thanos touches his cheek, says all of that for a single drop of blood. Nothing up to this point has even made a scratch on him. Nope. Hulk couldn't do it. Hulk couldn't do it. All of these bullets and explosions that are hitting him, Nothing. But then all of a sudden, oh, look, you managed just to scrape Thanos. It's like that scene in Rocky where you... I, I thought of a completely different scene in a different movie, but you go ahead. Where, right. where he bleeds. See? He's not... He's the not Russians a, cut? Is yeah, the, the Russians cut? cut. Okay. Rocky Four. Rocky Four. I'm sorry. Okay. The Russians cut. 
Because up to this point, we think that it's the, it's it's Thor's new axe or nothing. Although, although I mean, I, I do like the Raggy comparison, but like when the Russian gets cut, he is shot. The Russian himself is shocked that he gets cut, and Raggy yeah. is able to gain the upper hand at that point. Of course, Thanos is like <laughs> drop of blood. Oh no, no, yeah. I'm not saying that's not the case. But what I, what the analogy? Yes, the, the analogy is a little askew. Mm-hmm. My point is, they made a, a conscious choice. To make sure that we knew that Tony Stark can cut Thanos. And up to that point, it was Thor's new axe or nothing. Also heard a rumor that Doctor Strange put a hex on the time stone. He gives it up willingly. He does. It could be entirely possible if we did too. My mind in that scene went immediately to dodgeball. And I was like, nobody <laughs> makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> can we, before we get any further into movie... Yeah. Can we go strange theory that I love and couldn't not see now that I heard the theory? What's that? Oh, no, uh, I'm not going to be able to unsee it either. The scars on Thanos' face? His chin? His, his... No, no, not the chin ones. The, the, the two, three claws marks on either side of his cheek. Are we doing Wolverine? Yeah! Things? Wolverine things. I don't know if they're going to be in the MCU by then. I don't think... I think it... I, I don't think it's... It's meant to be an homage... Not okay. something that we okay. we're never going to see Logan come out and and fight him. Like Thanos already came down and tried to fight the X Men because they're theoretically in this universe. Not that we've ever seen them, but they're Not theoretically. They're oh there. God, we lost half of them. <laughs> yeah, which half or some percentage of them? Some percentage of them. Shit, that equals out to fifty percent of the universe. So, but like, I, I every time I saw his face, I was like, I could totally see Wolverine coming down with like the dual. X slash across his face. It's funny. I watched an Easter egg video, mm-hmm. like all the Easter eggs in Infinity War, and that was not one of them. But that definitely should have been. It should have been. Yes. I think the reason that nobody thinks it is because the scarification on his arms is five. So they assume whatever gave him the scars on his arms also gave him the scars on his face. It was a coyote. Um, but I prefer I prefer to think that before he started getting Infinity Gauntlets, he came down to try to fuck with the X Men, and Wolverine was just like slash slash around the face. And no one can take that from me. <laughs> nope. No matter what they say. So back to actual things that happened in this movie. Yeah. Thor with the Guardians and Thor with Rocket are, are my favorite parts of the movie. It is so funny. The lines are so well delivered. They play off each other super great. I loved Quill making his voice deeper and Drax calling him out on it. <laughs> that was awesome. Fun. That was, that was Rocket who called him out, right? Yeah. Drax too. You never talk like that. <laughs> oh, okay. But Rocket's the one that brings up initially. Why like, is your voice so deep? <laughs> Well, are you changing your voice? No. <laughs> no, this is my voice. He did it again. <laughs> it's funny seeing... Because that's totally... that That is very much the Star-Lord Peter Quill that we've gotten in these movies yes. so far. Is like, look how good-looking and awesome I am. He just got done being told that he's half-god, too. Yeah. And now an actual god shows up, and everybody's like, ooh. It's like an angel had a baby with a pirate. <laughs> he's our... <laughs> His arms don't feel like muscles. They feel like the steel of something. something. Stop massaging his muscles. <laughs> that was so good. That was one of the things, I think, that make this movie stand really, really strong is the way that they broke up and mismatched yeah. all of the different groups. Yeah, I really like that. I, I think that every one of them was a slam dunk. The Like you said, uh, Thor, Rocket, Groot, slam dunk. Quill, Tony, Strange, and Peter. Yep. Awesome. The mainstays of the Avengers, 
Yeah, really just the mainstays of the Avengers and Black Panther. Really, really cool. I My only issue with that, and I guess someone had to kind of get the shaft, I do feel Cap is very underutilized in this as well. He is. He's very That's underutilized. That's true. He's, he's, he's more of like a like a figurehead yes. in this. It's like, oh, Cap showed up. See, here's yeah. the... Th- and they don't call him... Oh, they call him Captain, but they never call him Captain America yeah. at any point. And well, they, I don't know the last time... Oh, I guess Ant-Man calls him Captain America in Civil War. Yeah, they don't... They it's, usually don't use Cap that much. America Cap doesn't Cap. like him that much right now. Right, I guess not. <laughs> well, that's a court-martial. Yeah. <laughs> I love that one. That was yeah, a good was one. Good. <laughs> yeah. um, that... To juxtapose that argument, I, I'm going to stay firm with the belief that it's not that they didn't focus on Cap, it's just that they gave everybody... They did a really good job at splitting screen time, where, like, all of these different groups... Because, again, it's a lot of people, a lot of groups that they have to follow. You know, they did a good job at, at balancing that out. I don't feel like I got too much of anybody. I, I, I feel like I could have used more Captain America, I agree. Yeah, I think he's I, the only one that I felt... All right, I want a little bit more Yeah, I could, I could have I could have had more Captain America for sure. That's fair, but the, the last group movie they did was his movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's, we it's got a lot of trilogy. Captain America in Avengers 2.5 Civil yeah. War. Yes. If someone's going to get the shaft, it's, 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 it's fine. And I, getting the shaft is kind of harsh because he is in the movie. Yeah, I would have I would have felt worse about his usage in this movie had he disappeared. Right, yeah. snap. Because I would have been like, that's that's how you end Captain America? Yeah. If, that's how you take him away, potentially? If, if he disappears, yeah. uh, my rating for this drastically changes because we never got a Tony Cat moment, that's it? That, that's You know, I'm, I'm waiting for that moment. Yeah, that moment's going to be He can't nice. even bring himself to call Captain America. Yeah. That's insane. I mean, I think he was about to, and then... The flying donut It took up. a while, that man. Was, <laughs> he was conveniently waiting a long time, and he's like, what's that? The wind? I can't call. <laughs> Friday, what am I saying? Um, but yes, it all flows very yeah. well. The, 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 the split is great, and it's when they go to a different story, you're not disappointed, right? You're not like, oh man, I wanted more of that. Like, all right, we're, we're going all on. Right, let's see what Blink group is up yeah. to. I do have a least favorite storyline, and it's not that it's done poorly. It's just I'm not as emotionally invested. Is it Vision? Yeah, Vision and Scarlet I really, Witch. I don't Witch. care about Vision and Scarlet Witch. The only good it does for me is it shoehorns Cat back into it. That, the first scene we get with Cat, Widow, and Falcon. Yes, it does that too. But that first scene with Cat, uh, Falcon, and uh, Widow, I fucking love that action sequence. I was so pumped when you see him come out of the shadow. That's I was like, fucking yes! That's the, oh. that's the first round of applause that I got in my theater. Yeah, same. Like, yeah. same. Yep. Oh, God. I, I... The fucking Miss Dodge grabbed yep. the spear. Awesome. That, that fight between Proxima Midnight's the girl. Who's her husband? I don't know if she has a husband. I think they're together. Oh, no, the brother-sister. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, they're siblings, not, not husband. The only two names I can remember from the Black Order are Cold Obsidian and Proxima Midnight. Okay. So whoever the other one is, that but the two of them versus the three, four of them, fucking great, great action sequence. It yes. was fairly short. It didn't take very long, but it was so fucking... It looked awesome. There are moments in movies where it's not a sad moment, but like I, it's like I'm so overwhelmed by it that I, I get teary-eyed. Yeah. 
that one scene with Proxima Midnight fighting Scarlet Witch, saying, like, you're about to die alone, and then Black Widow's like, she's not alone, and you see a Koye, Black Widow, and they're all fighting. Oh, man, I'm gonna get, I'm almost walling up right now. Like, it was such a good moment, and such a great action sequence. I fucking love it. The first time you hear Widow say she's not alone, yep. I definitely got, I definitely got goosebumps. Yeah. So I don't good. think I, I, I keep up. saying it right now. <laughs> I don't think I welled up, like, I didn't get teary-eyed on that one, but I definitely got goosebumps, like, hard on that. And the the other moment that, like, really made me feel so pumped, and I, again, a little misty-eyed, was uh, when Thor shows up with Stormbreaker, and he screams Thanos, F- love it. <laughs> the minute the Bifrost hits, yep. <laughs> I, lo- I lost it. I told I, you this would happen. <laughs> I, start, I started the round of applause in my theater when that one happened. I was like, oh... Fucking yes. And, Absolutely. And, and Banner's so pumped up, like, oh, you're all in trouble now. <laughs> you're all screwed <laughs> now. <laughs> it's like I'm the Hulk, but I'm in control. <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, as soon as Stormbreaker and him show up, I I got a little uh, emotional when the, you know, the unattached, distracted, constantly playing video games group. Oh, cuts his like, cuts his uh, arm yeah. off. That was that was. I, I really liked that moment yeah. too. Yeah, he's like, find the handle. I, I thought he was gonna, like, find the handle. I thought he was gonna figure out just find the handle. I thought yeah. he was gonna help find the. I didn't realize. And I was like, oh shit, he's gonna become the handle. Yeah, yeah, become. I the almost thought he was gonna sacrifice sacrifice himself completely to I become the handle. Like that thought crossed my mind. I'm like, crew, no. <laughs> Again, Pam looked at me because I I, I kind of guessed. I was like, oh no. I said, oh no. Yeah. I thought the same thing. And Pam looked at me. She's like. Is Groot going to kill himself to become the handle? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Pam. I don't I know. know. I'm not full of answers. I'm not, I'm not there yet, Pam. Watch I don't know how movie you are. That whole scene, though, where they go to the start, the, the, he has to, like, open up mm-hmm. that mechanism. That is the funniest line of the movie to me. When <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. He goes, no, you can't take the brunt of the start. It will kill you. Only if I die. Well, yeah. Yes, that's, that's what, what killing, killing you means. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> I found I, when um, Peter Dinklage came out. So the entire time that we hear about this planet, Thor keeps saying the word dwarf. He's a giant dwarf. Yeah. Well, yeah. The dwarfs in this on this like this species of dwarfs are like eighteen feet tall. Right. So as soon as I see Peter Dinklage like running across, I was like, Oh man, Peter Dinklage is a dwarf again. Oh, he's eighteen feet tall. <laughs> I I can see I can see that pitch. I can see the pitch where like they bring in Peter Dinklage like. Peter, listen, we have the perfect role for you for Infinity War. He's like, no, you're typecasting me. I'm not... <laughs> it's a it's dwarf. A dwarf. No, absolutely not. I'm not going to be type. I told you guys, I don't want to play dwarfs anymore. You're 18 feet tall and you have metal hands. We can we can work with this. <laughs> How many feet? <laughs> I hated Peter Dinklage's entrance in this movie. Not because I don't like it, but because about six people in the theater like, oh shit, it's Peter Dinklage from Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, guy I now hate. <laughs> <laughs> guy who I see I didn't get any bad audience participation but it's like I got I got again I got the applause when Red Skull came out I heard like four people go like what <laughs> like that was that was pretty cool um yeah. and my favorite I mean uh, the post credit scene I guess we're beyond it now. I'm not going to say what happens, but when the symbol shows up at the end, mm-hmm. some kind of background. What, what the what, what the fuck does that mean? And the person next to me goes, "Captain Marvel," and he's like, "Oh, thank you." <laughs> that's, that's also going to be one of the ways that they they solve this. Yeah, it has to be right. That's, this is probably the most important after credit scene we ever got. It's one of them for sure. 
I can't think of all of them right now, but... Uh, the yeah. only the only one that could potentially be more important is the one in Iron Man, because it's the one that start, started, it started all, all off. I'm going to say, thank God he got that text off. Yeah, right? right? Or whatever that On that was. weird, old-school pager-looking thing, yeah. <laughs> That was a good line, too, when Samuel Jackson attempts to say motherfucker. It's the second time in a movie he's tried to say motherfucker as he's died. <laughs> Do you know what the other one is, Joe? You should. You just watched it. In Return of the Sith. Oh. When yeah, okay. Return yeah. of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> they all, they both start with an R. It's fine. I was like, he's not in Logan Lucky or Definitely Maybe. <laughs> no, no. In, uh, <laughs> in Revenge of the Sith, right after his hands get cut off and you City of... motherfucker. I yeah, and Sidious goes to throw him out the window. Yeah, he says mother. Yeah, <laughs> same same thing. This can confirm. Remembered, he does do that because apparently it's in like all of his contracts that at some point in any he movie, gets to try to say motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> he's the same motherfucker in everything he does, whether they cut it out early or not. Is is oh, does he say Jackson in a kids movie? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he he narrates a children's book called "Go the Fuck to Sleep." He does. Yeah, but that's not really for children. <laughs> I mean, isn't it? It's more for adults. It's more for adults who have children. Yes, there it is. Parents. <laughs> I hope all the only people that have children are parents or adults. I should say. <laughs> that's true. Uh, before we just finish, I'm just going to finish Alex's. Alex gave me a brief quote of his thoughts on the movie. Sure. He writes, uh, "This movie is the phenomenal culmination of ten years of good work. Simultaneously, it is like taking an emotional an emotional atom bomb straight to the eye. It's heavy." It'll wear on your heart, but good storytelling is going to break your heart. That's the only way a muscle gets stronger. And he says this uh, gives this movie an easy gauntlet, maybe two. Thanks, Alex. Uh, if you'd like to be like Alex and send us correspondence for a future movies, ETH podcast at gmail.com. All right, back to Boom. the discussion. <laughs> Stop it. He's got to edit at least two of those out. You're overusing the boom. <laughs> Can't uh, overuse the boom. <laughs> Think what else? Oh, I do have. This isn't um, that big of a gripe, but I'm going to bring it up anyways. Not Proxima Midnight, but her other half, the one that keeps stabbing and or trying to rip the stone out of Vision's head. Okay, the tall, lanky-looking one. Yes. Not that he looks bad. I'm going to make sure that's very clear. I'm not saying he looks bad, but it is the one example of that weird CGI problem that we have with a lot of movies. He's the only one to me that's like. He doesn't... I'll put it to you this way. Every time I looked at him, I could see whatever the fuck the villain's name from Justice League was. Steppenwolf? Yeah. Steppenwolf. He looked a lot like... Ste- like, the graphic-wise reminded me a lot like Steppenwolf. And I was like, ugh. They did... They used so much time and energy on making Thanos look good that I feel like they just kind of were like, It's fine. It's a side character. He's in, like, three scenes. He dies in one, almost kills Vision in another, and then dies in the third one. Like, it, like we're not worried about it. But it's the only time where the CGI in this movie gets a little shaky for me. I have the four names of them. Okay. Ebony Maw, which is actually the name... I think the name of the one that we see a lot of and the one who dies. That's Obsidian. That's Ebony Maw. According to Wikipedia. Wikipedia is a... F- user-edited website, so I don't know how accurate it is, but I'm just telling you what it says on here. Thanos says, after Strange shows up, oh, Obsidian dies. This is a... This is a this is an even worse day. Something, something along those lines. Okay, I, I think Obsidian is the other one, because no. it says about, about it being Maw's ship. Yeah, I mean, I'm... It's Ebony Maw? That's what it says. Right. Right. Anyway, there's Ebony My Maw, which is that guy. Internet. 
I accidentally clicked on War Machine in an American comic book. Oh, God. Touchscreen. The other three are Cole Obsidian, Proxima Midnight, and and Corvus Glaive. Corvus Glaive is the one I'm talking about, by the way. Now we got that out of the way. Go figure. I guess Ebony Maw is the the big guy? Edit that out. Dub over everything (laughs) I said with Ebony (laughs) Maw. Ebony Maw. <laughs> well, what was the one that you think you thought it was? Obsidian what? Cold Obsidian. I, I thought Cold Obsidian was the cool one. Apparently, it's Ebony Maw. Cold Obsidian must be the one with the with the accent that's with. Ebony I Maw? think Cold. Uh, They're I, the one that the two that show up together are Maw and Cold Obsidian. So Cold Obsidian is the one that gets his uh, arm hacked off with the sling ring, and he winds up in uh, on top of the mountain. Then, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. Everest. Now we know. All right. Yeah, he's he's gone. Yep. Well, he gets up hanging out up there with one arm, doing his thing. No, no, no. We, he comes back in the last fight. Does he? Yeah, man. He's the one that, that Banner kills by attaching the uh, the one ripped-off arm of the Hulkbuster suit. Gets shot up and... Huh, well, How did he get off the mountain? Now I have another grab with the movie. Yeah, I have no idea. Thanos can phase everywhere. He probably yeah. found him. He's He low-jacked him. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Because we get we get two of the four... On the battlefield, Ebony Maw is dead. Proxima Midnight is the lady. Proxima Midnight's the lady. She's definitely there. The one with the big axe shows up on the battlefield, and then Gorgas Glaive is like hiding inside, waiting for Scarlet Witch to leave. All right. So All right. I mean, you saw more recently. I just don't remember him coming back. I thought I don't remember it either. But it, yeah. now that you say that, I can kind sure. of picture it. Because yeah. you definitely get the axe getting flung around all over the place, and that's who fights. That's who the Hulkbuster suit fights. When Hulk, Hulkbuster is like, guys, I need ba- Vision needs backup now. I don't think so, man. Because no, Thanos definitely mentions Obsidian being dead. That line is in the movie. He says something about somebody dying to, to Strange. Yeah, it is Obsidian. That's why I thought Obsidian was the uh, the cool one. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know either. I just assumed that when I've he was seen talking, it once and it was a while ago. <laughs> I, I, I assumed when he was saying talking to Doctor Strange as soon as he lands on Titan. That he's talking about whoever was in the ship, because I didn't know their names. And I know for a fact that the other three are all at the Battle of Wakanda. I know there's two at the Battle of Wakanda. Glaive is inside. Yeah. It's Proxima Midnight and, uh... Glaive. Glaive. Yeah. And then, I'm... I'm, If there's a third one, it's definitely Obsidian, because... that's the third one. (laughs) Every mod definitely died. Yeah. He gets shot into space. Well, not definitely. I shouldn't say that. I gotta rewatch it. Yeah, you rewatch it, because... Just for that... One thing alone. <laughs> that's not. I remember because at that point you're you're locked in. Thanos is walking up to Strange, and he's he's like he's like oh uh, feel like Obsidian died too or something like that because it's right after he gets the Soul Stone is when mm-hmm. Thanos shows up on Titan. So he's already he's already feeling lost, and then he said Obsidian died too, and I instantly thought it was Ebony Maw, I guess, because he's the only one with like a personality. <laughs> I figured that's the I one thought, you missed I, the most. When I watched it this time, I thought he just says Maul died. I thought I thought he says Maul died. He says Obsidian. Obsidian is clear, it's clear as day. I can picture it. Hmm. So Drax is strictly comic relief now, huh? Always. Oh, yeah. He kind of wasn't... I mean, he's got his his avenging mission that he we are we're actually reminded of in this movie that for Thanos killing his family. 
Right, well, he doesn't really crack a smile that much in the first one. Not, not no. Really. He has to get to that point. Because he's been hanging out with down. Quill for a while. Right. That's why he develops a sense of humor. Exactly. In the second one, yeah. he laughs audibly loud every five seconds, which, which is, is great. kind of awesome. Yes. Yeah. But they, now, I mean, like he's, she's a, he's a clown now, but I mean that in the nicest way possible. I mean... He's kind of one note now. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's a very funny note. But he, de- he does do... He does put in work on Thanos when they seem to get the upper hand on him. Yeah, when they're having the group fight, yeah. Yeah, because he's the one that slices, like, the, the calves that makes him fall to his knees, which gives them the opportunity to sling ring, sling ring Mantis down. Right. So, I mean... And all that time they never made Thanos bleed in that fight? Nope. I guess not. That's the point. That's why I the think it's so The thing is, how so did he important. fall if they never cut his calves? Like, it's just weird. Like he he like he cut his legs and he he did like fall kind of yeah. but like he didn't cut him so how did it work? Out his legs, I can't think about this right yeah. now. My head's gonna explode. <laughs> I mean, I guess like assuming that his legs are the same way that ours are. Even if you don't cut, if you hit that weird tendon on the back, oh, you just, yeah, you just go down. Uh, yeah, you hit that. You hit that. Point, yeah, you hit that bad boy. Pressure points. I figured one of the stones would remove his pressure points. That's I love these movies because you can just sit there, turn your brain off, and enjoy it, or you can dissect everything, and e- it, both are equally fun to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually why I saw it twice already. I went into it on Sunday. I was like, I'm not... Outside of possibly starting to collect lines to be my opening line bet, I'm not, you know... I'm not doing anything critique-wise... About I'm just gonna go enjoy this movie, and if something pops up that's a critique, great. But if not, then even better. And then my plan was to see it today, so I could actually like try to catch a couple of those little things that I missed and sure. and, and figure it all out. You're like, I'm gonna prove sequel wrong about this one. <laughs> that's too late now. I've already seen it twice. I can't see it again. Movie Pass only lets me see it once. Well, I mean, you can see I it again. Have... You got to pay like person money. Yeah, I'm not gonna pay person money. Like a like a normie. <laughs> Nah, I've already done that one. Listen, Grimace. The last fight scene with those dog-like creatures, I thought I wasn't going to enjoy. I thought it'd be too much CGI on the screen for for me at once. But there's so many cool moments in it. Um, Bucky picking up Rocket. Oh, that was yeah, so that cool. Was, that was awesome. That was part, and that that like you could go either way on that. Either it's really really funny, or it's just cool. Yeah, like it's, it's either you can go either way, and they're both perfectly acceptable. Because I chuckled, I was like, <laughs> "Now he's got two guns." <laughs> I thought Rock was gonna get mad at first. I was like, "Nope, he doesn't care." He was happy to be killing things. Yeah. Like, he didn't kill things. Like, like, how much for that gun? It's not for sale. <laughs> what about the arm? <laughs> well, I'm gonna get that <laughs> arm. <laughs> I'm gonna get that arm. That was funny. When he goes Thor, the I don't like Thor getting his eye back. I thought he looked pretty cool with one eye. But that I I don't like that because they had to like go back to the status quo. They're like, oh, we got to give Thor's eye back. This is a fun gag while I said it. It's like, no, you made the change to the character. You let the character grow from that. The the joke hits though. I thought it hit. It does. It's like it. <laughs> Which it hit? The, what you should have watched that first. He's like, oh, you, you should have watched it first. Watch that first. I had to hide that on my <laughs> on my end, and he like turns away. Yeah. But <sighs> I, I wish they didn't put the eye back in. Yeah. That's a, that's a tiny gripe, but just like I. They made a bold commitment to the character change. Why renege on that so soon? Mm-hmm. But uh, we touched on it briefly, but how Quill kind of ruins everything. Oh, he's the worst. Oh, in god this. damn it! I can't decide if that's in character for him or. And first of all, 
damn everyone for telling him before they got the gauntlet off. For real. Nebula's yes. the worst. Why would Nebula say, like, I don't... Un- She's cold and unfeeling, so yes. I get that. Yeah. Although, logically, that should be the reason why you don't tell him. Yeah. Anyway. I think Mantis... I think part of Mantis's power and ultimate, like, weakness is that when she's in, like, that trance state, she can't help but express, like, vocalize whatever it is that she's, like, feeling inside. So, like, when she puts somebody to sleep, she has to physically say the word sleep. So when she's, like, doing that, whatever is coming back out of Thanos, like, she can't help but vocalize. But that being said, why is Nebula just standing there and not, like... Bopping Quill on the like Quill on the back of the head, and be like, let's just put you to bed for a minute until we get this this thing off. Because like, done. Because Thanos has to win. Yeah, yes. like this is that's just the device they came up with, yeah. right? And like, I guess it makes sense with Quill's character. He's very single minded. He loves Gamora and everything, and it's also, just kind of the most important thing to him. In his movies, like his crew, like he's you know he's he's their leader. Now he's with Spider-Man and Tony Stark and Doctor Strange. Spider-Man's a boy genius. Tony Stark is a genius himself. Doctor Strange is really smart. Hey, he he thought of the plan. Yeah, that the was... The plan worked. His, it this was is my plan. plan. Right. Just make sure everybody knows. My plan. The, the plan does work, but just like from like a maturity standpoint, he's he's not there. Oh no, he's not. He's he was taken selfish. from Earth when he was what ten years old. Yeah. Yes, and he's selfish. He he, he grew up he in like selfish. a very yeah. pirate selfish lifestyle. Right. So it, it got the best of him. Yeah. I mean, even even when I guess it isn't character then. I decided <laughs> the uh, flashing back a bit when Gamora gets taken by Thanos. That scene. Ripped my heart to shreds too. The bubbles. I mean, he was willing to pull the trigger. It, but the bubble, the bubbles was like the culmination. Yeah. Which like made my heart sink. Like, oh god, you even tried to do the right, right. thing. So now in the back of her head, she knows that you were gonna kill her too, and she gets to live. But before that, well, that's what she wanted. That's what, it she, is what wanted. she wanted. It is. But like, still, like you have to live with that. You have to live with knowing that the love of your life is gonna remember that you pulled the trigger. But beyond that, the. There's a positive way to spin that, too. Oh, for sure. For sure. But before that, just the, I told you to go right. I, I like, yeah. he wants to say something else, but all, the, all that's coming out is, I told you to go right. And I'm like, I, my, my heart broke for Peter in that moment. It really did. And then, you know, the bubble, so you can't even do the one thing you swore on your mother that you would do. But he pulled the counts for something. It does. <laughs> it, it really does. I also like what he says. Shoot that ball sack of a chair on your face. <laughs> Quill is Quill is so mad throughout the course of this movie. It's incredible. Yeah, they had. They yeah, they kind of just shit on Quill for a lot of they the movie. Do. He's kind of the punching bag. A lot of the jokes. Yeah, uh, Thor showing up and I like your plan, except that it sucks. <laughs> so maybe I should come up with the plan, and that way it could be really good. Did your friend always do that? <laughs> Tell him about the dance off. We're not to talk about the dance off. You mean like Footloose? Yes! Is this still the best movie on the planet? It never was. <laughs> what? We get very, very little Bendicio del Toro. We do. But there's one little thing. I don't think I don't think it was... Technically, he- we got zero Benicio del Toro, but... Yes, because it's the reality stone. Yeah. Okay, well, there's, nonetheless, there's a choice that Benicio del Toro makes, and I... I Deep down, I really hope he wasn't told to do it. He just chose to do it that way, like, knowing what was happening. So, 
there's like the magnificent thing, like when he's yelling inside the thing. When the reality stone is turning everything back into what is actually reality, the collector is like waving goodbye to G- to Gamora. That was such a cool fucking choice. It was such a cool choice. It it just sets the scene up because now you know that's not the collector. Like you know it's just what he wants you to see in the reality stone. I it was such a I didn't even notice that. You yeah, you blink and you miss it. No, I I, I noticed it's a, it's very small, but it's like okay, that's, that's a nice touch. Yeah, yeah, it was a really nice. I was touch. too distracted by reality being fucked with around me. Yeah, that's fair. I was like, wait, this isn't real. so. This is broken. This stone is broken. The stone is so broken. And by broken, I mean overpowered, not the stone it is, broke. It is overpowered. Yeah, we get a bunch of times where he uses different combinations of stones, and they do like different like sets of them. Yeah, he up. clicks like his palm at certain points too. Yeah. So like, so like, early on, it's just the power in the space. He like pops those two on a bunch of times, and then in at a different point, he uses reality and power together. And like, those are the two that light up. And it, it like, if you watch it, it's 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 a yeah, nice, it's a cool I was little not touch. Looking for in my first viewing, yeah. which stones light up? On it's his... funny because after the snap, that. Gauntlets burnt to shit. I was surprised any of the stones worked after that, but they clearly do because he's able to uh, phase out. Yeah, he phases out. Yeah, I wonder if it's molded to his hand, like if it, like he couldn't take the gauntlet off now, even if he wanted to. And why is? I don't know. Doctor Strange also um, is the only person in the entire Battle of Titan that realizes that you can't let him close his hands because he says it to the cape. He's like, "Don't let him close his hands." Does he do that before or after he looks at all the possible? Uh... Definitely after. Like okay, in the so midst that's, of the that's ba- how he knows. Yeah, that. like in the midst of the battle, at some point he sends the uh, the cloak of the cloak of levitation. Mm-hmm. It's the magic blanket of death. <laughs> Die, magic, magic blanket of death. Because uh, he says it to him, he whispers like, "Don't let him close his hands." He wraps it around so like he can't like close his hands. And that's the thing. Every time Strange attacks Thanos with like one of like the whips or whatever, it's always around yeah, the hand so we yep. can't so we can't close. That was it. the focus of that fight. Yeah. yeah. And nobody else really focuses on it as much. They kind of do. To well, an extent, but like... Spider-Man like, shoots his web onto it, and they they, they got the memo to okay. keep him from closing his hand, at least from what I remember of that fight. Love Spidey suit. With the, the, with iron, the iron Spidey, Spidey yeah. suit was pretty cool. Yes. The legs. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. And I was like, he went full Doc Ock. <laughs> well, it was cool because you, uh, you get a hint that something, some cool shit like that's going to happen twice. So first you get... Iron like Iron Man suit doing like the pop out phaser cannons right. that like go back in, and then you get Peter saying, "Oh, this suit is crazy intuitive," and that's that was a defense. That's like a suit defense mechanism more than it is anything else. It's like Karen. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> Karen's one of those, is she? No, no we don't. Yeah, we don't, don't hear so. any anything yeah. inside the. Well, uh, she could be in the suit. Who knows? No Valkyrie, no Karen. <laughs> I mean, Karen's definitely there. We just we just don't know. Like, we don't get to hear anything that happens inside Parker's suit. It's a shame. That's a shame. Karen, what does this new suit do? Oh, Peter, we don't have enough time for this. So we want to officially do favorite, least favorite? I think what we should. Think oh, we yeah, I guess. <laughs> I think we should. <laughs> I forgot. It's been some time spent here talking about this movie. We should start to wind down. Yeah, sure. no, we should. Why each person does their favorite, or you want to do favorite, least favorite together? Whatever. Whatever I, I think we should. Do. I think we should do one one at a time each way. All right. So all of us start with good, the good or the bad. Good. Good. Yeah, let's do the good. My favorite scene is Captain America showing up. 
Best thing. There you go. Best thing in this movie. Perfect. <laughs> what do you guys got? My favorite scene is Thor sh- showing up with Stormbreaker and screaming Thanos. <laughs> I fucking hate both of you. <laughs> uh, Sorry, Corey. No, no, it's it's quite you can all right. Whatever you want. It's it's definitely it's definitely the moment that the Bifrost lands in that battle. Just in general, like even before we actually see Thor, we just see Stormbreaker like running around, like or flying around, killing. Th- I it it just it's like. It's that moment in the battle, like, you think the battle's not going their way, it definitely isn't going their way, but for the first time, like, you see the battle, like, they actually start to get overwhelmed, and, oh no, this battle might actually be the end of Wakanda, and then, right at the right moment, it happens, and it's just fucking powerful. Yes. And it's only slightly more powerful than when Cap shows up, like, like, just barely. Those are the two loudest cheers we get during the movie. Yeah. But finally seeing, because it, it takes, it takes a little bit for us to get to Cap. Yes, it, it does. Yeah, it takes a little, little bit. Bit into the movie. Yeah. Oh, one thing I want to touch on real quick is um, Black Widow and Banner interacting. Do you think we're going to get awkward. a little bit more? I wish we had gotten a little more. I mean, there are things at stake right now, but right. But just the, the fact that it's like, hi, Bruce. Like, oh, hey, hi, Nat. Then it's. <laughs> I mean, he's been gone for like years now. Right? Yeah, couple years. So it's a little awkward for them. Yeah, they'll, they'll get their groove back, seeing as how they're both still here. I can't wait for the ultimate edition, but that's not this universe. <laughs> <laughs> the four-hour Infinity War cut. Oh my god! All Yondu. <laughs> the Yondu cut. All right. Uh, least favor for me would be the fact that Quill disappears. That that's that's the thing that keeps sticking with me. Sticking with me. I really just from a movie standpoint, his his character is the most interesting to me at this point. With everything that transpired, I'm kind of I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if those characters are going to have a big involvement wherever they are. But to us, assume they're gone. If we never see him again, then that's that's a real shame. Mine's the Soulstone scene with uh, Thanos and Gamora. Yeah. I don't care for it. Um, mine's mine's a toss up between the actual de- like people melting away like post snap and um, also that that's pretty I, much tied for mine. Yeah, it's it's close, but if it's not going to be that, uh, just them thinking that they don't have a way off of Ebony Maw's spaceship because that's just. I, really, that's your least favorite. It's such. Wow. It's so bothersome to me. That's fair. It's so bothersome because the I would have sm- never thought that would have been your least favorite, but I, I, I get it. It, it just eats away at me. It's like it, your Dark World problem with why they got the ship. To yeah, me. how the fuck did that ship show up in fucking <laughs> London? It's bullshit. No, seriously, I that's don't. I, for a man who has such great control, like if nothing else, this movie shows how good Doctor Strange has become at being Doctor Strange. Yes. This shit is second nature to him now. And to not remember he has a fucking sling... If he wants to leave that shit, there's nothing stopping him. It's it's just a problem. I got got a lot of things to look out for, though, whenever you watch this movie. It's it's just... It it just is a problem. I can't wait to hear the ratings here. (laughs) So it's either... Yeah, so it's either that or or the post-snap. Those are the two biggies for me. The only thing we have left to do is I have emails from Matt and Frank who both saw the movie but weren't able to attend today's recording, so... We still miss you guys. We do miss you. Yes, we do. They may or may not have said in their emails that they miss us. 
Matt, in fact, starts out with, Hey, Jens, first off on this, you all, I was trying to be a good dad. I'm like Thanos, Ego, Howard Stark, Odin, version one, and Hank Pym. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> the MCU was just riddled with bad dads. Uh, Matt says, The movie was fantastic. It was everything I wanted in an Infinity War movie. Lead up, mash up, follow through. We may not know where the ball is headed, but at least you saw the swing of the bat. I love how these pulled off such a star-studded flick. Always have more than one hero in a scene. I mean, it's words to live by, so why shouldn't they? He does a lot of specifics about the movie that we already kind of touched on, so in the interest of saving time. Uh, I like how all of Thanos' kids are all weird and have all these weird powers that aren't explained. Is that guy with the pointy ears a spear or a sc- and the spear a scroll? Is the Black Maw a wizard too, or is it psionics? Is Mr. Wink a troll? They were all great. CGI in this flick, top notch. Definitely psionics, by the way. Could be. Nope, I know. Okay. I looked into it. I'm, I'm taking your word for it. Matt saw it in 3D. Wow, ballsy move. That is a ballsy move. <laughs> the ball's on you, man. <laughs> All this cool stuff we talked about. Uh, then the snap happened. Ugh. Now the real questions. Is the gauntlet broke? Was it a one-shot wonder? Are the stones broke? Because if so, do we need to alter our grading system? <laughs> Will all these huge name characters be back? Some of them have some of them have movies slated. So many questions. I need to see this movie again and then again with subtitles. And then he gives his rating, so I'm gonna hold on to that one, I guess, for sure. the rating part. Now we move on to Frank. Frank also sent an email. Frank says, "Hello, my fellow zeros. I miss you guys and I miss being on the show. We miss you too, Frank so much. and Matt." But soon I shall make my return. Some interesting stuff happening here at the Frank household with a new addition. Hopefully he will soon he will be trained up to be an Avenger. I mean, he keeps getting put in Captain America costumes. <laughs> That's so true. I'm assuming he's Captain America. Frank, don't let me down. If we find out, do you have the super soldier serum? And you give it to your kid. And <laughs> That's not it. to yourself, you're a fucking moron. <laughs> Uh, Avengers Infinity War. Incredible. Emotional, inspiring, entertaining, hilarious, dark, and I can go on. The car ride home is quiet. My chest was heavy. Even as I type this up, I feel like my life has changed. My cons, while small and personal, are the fight scenes were a little too shaky for me. I had a hard, had a hard time focusing. The emotional roller coaster is somewhat tiring as well. Story bouncing makes what's makes following what's happening hard to follow. And in his prose, he says there are a ton of them, but he's only going to type one. Tom Holland, my Spider-Man, goddamn, did I cry like a child. He does so well, and I'm so sad still. Well, that in the Iron Spider suit was sick. We agree. He also includes his thoughts, and I'll, I mean, his rating, so I'll add those on later. Sure. Once again, if you want to be like Frank and Matt, send us an email, zthpodcast at gmail.com. Boom! <laughs> There's one more time coming, and I hope you don't say boom. <laughs> You probably will. Have to. <laughs> we you don't have, have to. It's, it's called commitment, and we have it here. <laughs> it. You said commitment? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, got, I like that. <laughs> it's commitment. Yeah, it's commitment. <laughs> He's committing to the bit. That's right. Thanks for breaking that down in case someone didn't follow it. <laughs> yeah, you know. And I think we're going to move on to reading it, right? We're ready, guys? Yes, we are. Let's do this. This is the most relevant our rating system has ever been. Yes, yes, it is. Because it's infinity stones from one to six stones. If you give it six stones, which is the highest number of stones, you can also give it a gullet for the highest rating possible. It's never been more relevant than right now, so we're going to rate Avengers Infinity War starting with Corey. Starting with Corey. God, this is so hard. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) No, laughing time is over. (laughs) 
No, this is this is potentially one of the most difficult difficult things I've had to rate on this podcast because I do have those two big fundamental problems with it, but the first time even when they even though they popped up the first time, it's just too goddamn fun to watch. This movie is great, it's balanced. I don't think we get too much of anybody I, you know, we've said it before, we do get a, a little less cat than I think we wanted, but that's okay. It's not a fault. I can never have enough cat. <laughs> yeah. It's not their fault. So it's 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 hard because the gripes I have should be big enough to knock off a stone, but I, I can't. I can't bring myself to do it. I like this movie enough to give it all six of them. I do. I, this movie is a six-stone movie. I'm not giving it the gauntlet because I don't think it's flawless. But it's, it's going to get that Mind Stone. It's going to rip that Mind Stone right out of Vision's head. Whoa. Oh. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> I said it. Yeah, you're right. Sequel, what do you got? So this is ten years in the making, 97 episodes in the making, all leading to this point. My two biggest criteria for creating movies since we've, we've evolved. Rewatchability, and I cannot wait to see this again. I'm going to see it multiple times. And... The feeling, especially in the releases, the feeling I have when I'm leaving the theater. For those two reasons alone, it gets all the stones and the gauntlet. Yeah, you give it the gauntlet. I had way too much fun watching this. It's it's so fucking good. So, I mean, look, we all love we love movies. We like watching with the critical lens, but just ignore the gripes. You have questions for this. Ignore the gripes. This is so much fun, and and that feeling. It's I'm never going to recreate that. This movie, this isn't a movie, this is an experience. You really do run the gamut of emotions. Six Sons and a Gauntlet for me. I really do need to see this movie again. In a better place, I guess. <laughs> better scenario, I don't know. Like I said, this is a great ensemble movie. It's very well balanced. I love seeing all the characters that I've grown to love and enjoy seeing on the screen get together in interesting pairings. Making it sound kind of sexy right now. <laughs> I don't mean to. I mean, it, it was a very sexy movie. Parts of it. Did you see Peter Dinklage? <laughs> he looked like a pirate mated with an angel. You're right. Peter Dinklage? Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah. All right. Totally. Go with it. <laughs> uh, I do have a... Like, this movie, emotionally, I feel like it tried too hard to get me to, to break in certain parts, and it just too much... Like, it had the reverse effect on me where I was just like, I kind of felt nothing when I should have felt real bad that all my characters that I like, well not all of them but a lot of characters I like were starting to vanish I didn't really get anything a little more than half I other guess than, other than Peter, but and the Gamora scene I don't really like It's just maybe it's because I saw it coming, I don't know I don't know if that ruins the experience but I just assumed that was going to happen from the second that scene starts so unlike you Corey, I have no qualms knocking a stone off this movie because I think it deserves five for me on this watch. As in Black Panther's case, I do reserve the right to change my rating because I need to sure. see it again. I don't fault you for giving it a gauntlet sequel. I don't fault anyone for giving it six stones. I totally understand why you would. It's just for whatever reason, it didn't click on that highest of levels with me. Yeah, that's fair. But I hope it does in the future because I'd like it to. And we got Matt and Frank's ratings. Matt says... Matt says, I give this movie six stones. I can't give it the gauntlet because it left me with way too many questions at the end. But seriously, perfect movie. And uh, Frank's rating, 
Now the biggest question I've been tossing around since I left the theater, does Infinity War get six stones in the gauntlet from me? I'm not sure it does. I really want to see this again, but I'm giving it six stones. Gauntlet may come later. I was at five pretty much to, up to the point where Peter Parker dies and Tom Holland made me give it the extra stone. Fair. That's still I understand. It was so good. That was a good moment between him and Tony. And those are our ratings for Avengers Infinity War. It happened. It finally happened. It happened. We reviewed it. What are we going to talk about from now on, guys? <laughs> Just hang the podcast up, right? Let's not do that. Oh, We're not at 100 yet. We're so close. <laughs> I, can, close. I can see it and taste it. I can't smell it yet. We're, no, yeah, it's not, it's not, it doesn't have enough. That's for the best. We're yeah. going go from this to Phantom. <laughs> <laughs> We're going from the pinnacle of movies to Potentially the, the pinnacle of movies. Seen. That's not true. No, I, I saw the score. One, yeah. so, I, mean, I watched Howard the Duck and Fantastic Four. Ooh, and Fantastic Yeah, we own that movie. Those are our ratings, like I said, so we're done with our coverage of Infinity War. If you want to let us know what you thought about Infinity War, I'm sure we didn't cover everything because it's a really long movie. I feel like we got good coverage, but... We got really solid coverage. This is going to be a long episode, and I'm sorry. I'm going to be a lot of editing. Be doing a lot of editing. Is that a 440? That's an hour 45. Holy shit. We've been in here a while. It's a lot to digest. It is. It's very warm in this room. so hot. Oh uh, yeah, so if you want to let us know your thoughts on Infinity War, or send us a question for our 100th episode, because we're going to have a Q&A and we would love to hear your questions, what you want to know about us, send it to zthpodcast at gmail.com. As far as on the Twitter, you can find us at zthpodcast, and if you are going to send in a question via Twitter, go ahead and hashtag zth100. And we will make sure we find them all. We already have got a couple coming in from our friend DM Mitch. Hopefully we get a few more out of Twitter. Um, you can find us on Instagram, at ZTH Podcast. I went really, really boring this time, guys. It's fine. That's we fine. talked. We just talked for a really long time we about did. a movie. It's true. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash ZTH Podcast. So search for us, Zeros Talking Heroes. Zeros and Heroes and an ES. I guess you can send us a question on Facebook as well if you follow us. Yeah, if you're, if you're on the page, you can. And we hashtag on Facebook, hashtag ZTH100. Yeah, do ZTH100 sure. across the board. If you're posting on our Facebook page, it's probably to give us a question for the 100th episode because no, no one posts on there. Has, has anyone ever done it? Like three or four people. Right. Really? Yeah. Also, guys, send us questions about anything, right? We're it's a Q and A. It doesn't have to be a, yeah. a show specific Q and A. Yeah, no, right. Whatever you want to know about us. It gets exhausting talking about superheroes all the time. So, I mean, if you want to know what Sequel's favorite sports team is, favorite food, <coughs> least favorite sports team, Sequel's real name. We're not going to tell you that. We're not. not we we already have it. Sequel. You know my real name. <laughs> yeah, it's Sequel. It is Sequel. Legally. <laughs> no. he, had cha- he had it changed a couple months ago. Yeah. Only a couple months ago. <laughs> had it changed 93 episodes ago. Exactly. <laughs> and last but not least, find us on the iTunes. Zero's Talking Heroes. You know the name of the show. It's out there. Tell your friends. And if you want to, if you like the show and you want to give us a rating, we'd really appreciate that, especially if it's five stars. And if you leave a review with the rating, we'll read it on the air as if it was an email, just a shorter version of it. So thank you for tuning in. Next time on Zero's Talking Heroes, we're going to be doing a much different kind of movie, I guess. I've never seen it, but The Phantom. I remember, as a kid, I remember Phantom stuff everywhere. I remember you used to be able to... I don't remember that at all. I remember you used to be able to get, like, this cool ring from 7-Eleven. 
Was it a decoder ring? It was not a decoder ring. Damn it! The search continues. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been drinking your oval team? Do they still make that? Be sure yes. to drink your they oval do. team. Oval <laughs> team? Some commercial? They should call it round team. The glass is round. <laughs> what the hell is that from? Some really bad oh, comedy yeah. set in, in like a TV or movie. Yeah, I, I can't remember what I've it heard is. it before, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's from Seinfeld. Yeah, I think it's I think it's in Seinfeld some idiot friend of Jerry's is like trying to do comedy. Sounds about right. This is off the rails completely. Yeah, so next time is the fandom. Tune in for that one. And on behalf of everyone else, it's my job to let you know that every movie out there is someone's favorite movie. I'm sure Infinity War becomes someone's favorite movie. And good night.